0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the first cut podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. that right there. It's the coach and coach. We've got just one round remaining between Billy Horschel and him raising another trophy.
1: Billy Ho and a Buckeye milkshake going to come after that victory tomorrow. As Jack said today, Rick. First of all, good afternoon um, or good evening. Uh, As Jack Nicklaus said today on the broadcast, this is Billy Horschel's tournament to lose, which is exactly the same thing he said a year ago when John Rahm walked off the 18th green with a six-shot lead and was told that he had COVID. Uh, Billy Horschel, as far as we know, does not have COVID, and he played a different golf course today because that was really, really hard, and he was dynamic, a 7 under 65. And Billy Horschel reminding people, don't forget about me. I'm top tier as well. Hasn't made a bogey
0: since his 10th hole on Thursday. That was the last bogey he made. The bogey free 65 on Saturday. Gained seven and a quarter shots to the field coach. That was, it was an all-timer for him. I've got 993 rounds that he's played anywhere in the world. This was his fifth Best, So we got absolutely ceiling version of Billy Horschel on Saturday where he drove it well. He hit his irons tidy. He he putted well enough. I mean, this was this was the complete package. It has to be to go out and shoot something like this.
1: This is exactly Rick what Jack Nicklaus wants. He wants people. He wants people to be people to be rewarded players to be rewarded, but you have to play elite golf. That golf course, there's a reason that it's had a a Ryder Cup. It has all these big events, and it has this elevated uh, event. Jack has made this course phenomenal. So you can shoot a 65 or you can shoot a 75. That's all we want as PGA Tour fans. And when somebody is on, they should be rewarded for it. And that's exactly what happened today. Billy Horschel is a former FedEx Cup champion. He is no slouch. And he also is a guy that I love because when he steps on your neck, what does he do, Rick? He keeps going. And when he bogeys and comes back only up five, he's gonna be pissed. And I love players like that. And I love Billy Ho.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the FedEx Cup victory, because this it, it's kind of a strange career for Billy Horschel. I think it's it's pretty underrated. He has seven wins worldwide, although we kind of, nobody throws out the FedEx Cup, the money hit the bank account, but we're like, oh, well, he won two playoff events back to back, he got hot. Then his wins are kind of weird, right? He won the match play, he won the BMW PGA Championship, which is a great event on the European Tour, but out of sight, out of mind. Then he's got two Zurich Classic wins, one as an individual, one as a teammate. So it's just like, it's kind of one of the more bizarre winning resumes that we have on tour, and this would really, really be a
1: nice stamp on it. This is one of those tournaments that either makes a name for an unknown, and we've seen that in the past, David Lingworth, hello, or it stamps a really good career like a Patrick Ketley twice or a John Rahm or a Colin Morikawa a couple of times. I mean, so you've got two different ends of the spectrum. But for really Horschel, who right now, I believe this to be true, and I could be wrong, but I think he has a big-time chip on his shoulder, Rick, because everybody else gets the attention. And to your point, you had to just tell the people what he has done in his career. And Billy Horschel doesn't want you to have to do that. You don't have to do that with Rom or Cantley or Rory or Tiger or any of them. They just are elite stars. So I think this will help Billy Horschel get to a place where he's always wanted to be, the discussion of the elites. And also, he wants to be a mainstay on a Ryder Cup team, on the President's Cup team. He's never done that. He's never been a guy that you go to and say, hey, he's going to be on our team. He wants that to happen in his career. And I think that's why... He's playing so well right now.
0: Well, coach, the cushion is five. Five shots over Aaron Wise and Cam Smith. Smith entered Saturday's third round as the leader. He shot an even par 72. He was a little loose with the driver. When you get out of position, coach, it's kind of hard to get back into the mix. But I expect tough conditions on Sunday at Muirfield Village, right? Firm and fast and everything to be real fiery. That short game from Cam Smith. Certainly something he's going to have to lean on over the final 18.
1: Well, they talked about it before the round today of how he works. And he basically said, I'm lazy. I don't like to work very hard. And so you can see why sometimes he plays so well because he's a hot player. And then you can see sometimes why he doesn't because he admittedly doesn't like to work on the things that he's not doing well. We saw that today. And what makes Mirrorfield Village such a tough, tough golf course is if you miss it on the wrong side of the fairway into the rough, it's almost impossible to get it up and down, and and, and you bring five into play almost every single par four or even the par fives, and I think Cam Smith uh, was a victim of that today for 72, but 72, that was really good for how he hit it today, and he's the type of player, just like a JT, just like a Rory, that he could go out tomorrow and shoot a 65 just like Billy Ho did today and catch him. He has that ability, and it would not surprise me if he's able to get that done.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at the odds board here because it's always fun on a night like this when one guy has a five-shot lead and then there's a bunch of guys within two or three shots of second. So if Billy Horschel comes back to the field, that, that opens things up quite a bit. But coach, I, I don't have to think far back to remember, I don't know, two consecutive winners that have come from seven shots back on a Sunday, right? Like it's easy to say, Billy Horschel's minus 175 and five shots is insurmountable. We have very recent history that that is not
1: the case. <laughs> JT, Sam yeah. Burns. yeah. And so when I look at these odds, and sometimes I'm very critical of fans at home, and I don't mean to speak down to anybody or speak at anybody, but let me just say this. If you bet on somebody tomorrow with a less than four numbers next to their name and it's not <laughs> Billy Horschel, you are a dumb golf better. Because every name below Billy Horschel should be at least plus 1,000 or higher. And so if that's the case, I'm looking at – I think Cam Smith is the guy, which is why his number is what it is. But if I'm looking at plus plus one thousands or below, I'm going right down to Mr. Cantley because he is seven back. What is his number? I can't quite make that. Is that 2,500? 25 to 1, yes. 25 to 1. That would be my guy, because if he goes out and shoots a 67 and Horschel shoots a 2 or 3 over, now you've met in the middle. So for me, the value is Patrick Cantlay, two-time champion out of the last three years. He's seven slot, seven shots back, which, as you said, the last two weeks, that's been the winner coming from seven back.
0: And what I love about this is, in my opinion, it is more likely, okay, if we get a non-Billy Horschel winner, it is more likely that Billy comes back to the field than if Cantlay shoots a 62. I just think it's more likely if we get a non-Billy winner. So uh, I think you're right, Coach. You look at the board and you see, okay, well, if we can assume Horschel doesn't win, he probably comes back. Now all these guys are alive. I mean, yep. Joaquin Neiman's 30-1. to Patrick Cantley's 25-1. to Daniel Berger, who had the second-best round of the day, is 22-1. to That That's kind of the ballpark I kind of want to be living here on this
1: Saturday night. What I would do? What I would do is I would bet Billy Horschel at minus 175 and then sprinkle a little bit. And I would bet him pretty big at minus 175. And then if you put just a sprinkle on anybody at plus 1000 or above and one of those comes back and you hit the right one, you could make you could break even or make money. And that's 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 what I would do if I was betting uh, this particular board.
0: All right, Coach, 18 holes to go, Billy Horschel, five shots clear. I want to also touch on Kevin Na and his uh, Twitter message and Instagram message that he posted on this Saturday. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. All right, Coach. Kevin Na has resigned from the PGA Tour. And he is going to pursue the Live Golf Circuit. It is, one, not a surprise that Kevin Na is headed over there. He's been wearing the Golf Saudi logo. We knew this was coming. But the the statement in which he says, I've resigned from the PGA Tour is interesting. I imagine there were conversations with lawyers about that, but like we have not heard a player actually say that to this point.
1: Full transparency. As many people know, I do work for the PGA tour. I will be calling uh, an event next week. It's RBC Canadian. Also the corn Ferry tour will be on the golf channel uh, as well. So I will be working for the PGA tour in one capacity or another. So with that being said, this is about one thing and one thing only. And I believe I will be in meetings next week and we'll have discussions about this. I don't know that to be true, but that's, has what's been happening Rick the last five months this is about one thing and one thing only the U.S. Open the USGA has said a very vague statement about we're going to take it a case by case basis and I believe that Kevin Na and his lawyers and everybody else and I don't think he's going to be the only one they believe that the USGA Rick is going to say suspended PGA Tour players are not eligible to play in the U S open. So if that's the case, then if you've resigned and you're not a PGA tour member, then maybe there's a loophole there that you can still get into the U S open. Because the one thing I think that players will miss is if they're not allowed to play in majors and they go to live golf league. And the other thing real quick, Rick, there's only eight events. Am I right? Eight events for this year? Yes. Okay. So if they don't expand, all these players are going to a place and I guess they could play on the European tour if they want, but, where they're going to play eight events a year. If I'm a pro golfer and I love to play golf, that's about a third of what I'm going to play on the PGA Tour. So I know it's about the money, and I know all of that. But just a matter of having places to play and not travel halfway around the world to do it, to me, there is nothing other than money that is attractive about this. And these type of situations with Kevin Na and whoever else does it is just semantics to try to get into all the majors because that's going to be a big carrot pulled away if the majors decide to do it
0: that that's interesting so essentially kevin nas says hey here's my pga tour card back and Mm -hmm. that essentially removes him and protects him from any sanctions that will be coming down on pga tour players because he'll throw up his hands and say well that ain't me that's
1: exactly right That's right. And maybe that's a loophole. But that's why if you read any and I encourage people, don't read social media on this particular topic. People want clicks. So they're going to give you headlines that just aren't true. But what is true is I believe there will be a legal battle at some point. How big it is, I have no idea. I know what I'm going to do. I like my job at the PGA Tour. I like calling PGA Tour events and I'm not willing to go somewhere that I don't know what it is. And if they want to do it, God bless them. But I'm just saying that I think this is not going to be what all the players think it is. And if the money is that important, then Godspeed.
0: Uh, Kevin, had an unfortunate typo. Jacob, do we still have that quote back here? He what started mean? off by saying to my fan, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the one fan, my one fan. One here's fan. here's what I'll be doing, which is unfortunate <laughs> because it was a serious statement. It just started off so uh, you know so comically.
1: <laughs> by, by the way, I do have a little inside information. Uh, you know, Hideki Matsuyama got uh, disqualified from the Memorial this, this, yes. this week. So what he did is he went and he is training with, I can't tell you who it is, but he is training to increase his distance with his driver. So he went somewhere and trained with a good friend of mine because yeah. he is trying to get more distance on his driver and if people want to track it down on social media so be it but i'm telling you these players very quietly are trying to get more distance each and every week and a he's not exempt from that
0: okay well i will say if you want to go seek that out you can find it because i i saw uh, a post has been made about who he was working with i won't i won't even give it away either i'll just there i'll just make you go, you go make you go check it out um 2:30 PM Eastern Time is the start of the CBS broadcast, and I imagine the first couple of holes are going to be especially important because what we often see—the guy who's five shots clear, bogeys one, bogeys three—somebody in the chase back makes two birdies early, and all of a sudden it's a one-shot lead. Coach, we know how this goes every single Sunday. It might, it might not end that way. Billy Horschel might win, but it will get, cl- it will be a one-shot lead at some point.
1: If Jack has anything to say about it, you best believe tonight, Jack is sitting with everybody that that takes care of this course and he says, Boys, make this as lightning fast as you can make it. Make it as hard as you can make it. Put those whole locations in corners as close to the thick rough as possible. And let's go play.
0: Let's go play. We'll be back after the final round to break it all down and then, of course, declare it RBC Canadian Open Week. But 18 holes to go in Dublin, Ohio. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at The Coach Rules, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. Catch you next time.
1: The rest is football wherever you get a podcast. All the best from Big Beats.